0: Welcome to uh, Counterspin Media, Counterspin the show. Today's date is the 21st of June, 2021. Joining me in the studio is my co-host for this evening, Brad Flutie. Hello. You'll be able to find Brad on Facebook under Outspoken, and I think your uh, own profile now? Yeah. Ooh, he's, yep. he's, got my own he's profile. he's expanding. Now. And you'll find him on medium.com <clears throat> under Brad Flutie if you want to check out a lot of his articles. Well worth a read. Before we get into that, let's uh, check on some updates. Um, You will remember a previous show we had, I think it was episode 5, Pedophiles and Predators. Carleen Hediotta joined us, and uh, she talked about the Northland uh, Pedophile Ring. Uh, A number of those charged and convicted received less than desirably light sentences. Um, However, the ringleader, who has just gone to uh, sentencing, received uh, seven years, ten months for his uh, 21 charges on a range of sexual acts, uh, including with a minor. He has currently named suppression, which, who knows why, but he's absolutely he's actually facing other charges as well, so we'll keep an eye on what happens to him. Good news on the our efforts to take down the CCP. Uh, we can uh, give you the good news that there are more high-level defections from the Chinese Communist Party has um come to being and so we can now talk about that criminal criminal organized transnational criminal organization which they are <clears throat> is now coming to pieces the internal collapse has started so let's keep it up uh keep the foot on the gas and uh we will take down the ccp together uh, i thought would suggest some of your politicians and countries out there might want to rethink your foreign policy along that because people don't forget who you backed now, the Royal Commission of Inquiry, as you know, we said we would uh, follow this all the way through. Uh, the inquiry into abuse and in state care that continues. It is all the victims, as the victims knew from day one, is considered torture. Um, and we can have a look quick. We can have a quick look at that particular video.
1: Aversion the therapy should never be given to the head or the trunk of the body, which includes the groin and genitals. Well, oh, The essence of the um, concern there, I think, would be that any cross-body shocking shocking the brain isn't much in any way relevant to the uh, aversion therapy, but also uh, across the trunk the potential exists perhaps for disturbing heart rate and maybe causing harm. Now, if electrodes are placed on a person's groin or genitals to deliver a painful electric shock, is that electrical aversion therapy? No. What is that? Um, it's form of torture.
0: So there you go. That inquiry is actually moving on now to an area of murder. Um, we believe they'll be looking soon for the unmarked graves of children. So, like i said we'll be following that and i'm sure um employed will be ground penetrating radar as well a very sad thing for all for all uh but the one thing we want to say to the victims you're doing a fantastic job don't take your foot off the gas we'll be keeping a watching brief stay strong and uh speak your truth hold on to your courage absolutely so now that we are pretty much up to date oh one more thing has to be said your fearless leader Jacinda Ardern has apparently got the jab. Um, Of course, no one (laughs) believes it. No one believes she even got the jab. Of course, it was good optics. But um, I want to now have her submit to a blood test so we can look for the spike protein that should be in her body, causing all sorts of carnage. But I doubt she'll do that. Or was was it a retractable blade? Uh, A needle? Who knows? We do live in an evidence-based society. We need evidence. We need evidence of that she actually got the jab. So... It was a long needle. She's got a little arm. Hmm. I thought it was going to come out under here. She's
2: looking a bit um, un- a bit underweight.
0: Yeah, A bit underweight. A little anorexic. Okay, so that's good. We are all up to date on that. Let's get into Brad's fake environmentalism.
2: And, uh, hey, you are all been sold a bill of goods. Brad, take it away. Hey, guys. So we're, we're, today we're going to talk about um, fake environmentalism. And what I mean by fake environmentalism is I mean when we are setting out to achieve something for the environment, yet we place our support behind movements or ideas that actually harm the environment. And so it doesn't matter if you don't intend to do this or whether the the intention is good, we have to focus on what the actual results are. So today we're going to talk about the activists that are promoting environmental angles that are actually uh, creating entities that are <clears throat> worse for the environment uh, we're going to talk about our conservation entities that are using mammal and plant eradication methods that aren't necessarily good for the environment either um you know what we have in those areas there the conservation areas is we have people spouting jingoism war narratives against wildlife uh, what we're trying to aim for is we're trying to find a way to help human beings and land managers be better for Their surrounding environment. So, first, I'm I'm going to talk about our fake environmental um, activists, our climate change activists, and most, most, which is most of Extinction Rebellion and the school strike for climate. I'm afraid to say. Look, I'm I'm not going to be trying to bash you guys down, but it's important when we're advocating for the environment that we advocate for the environment properly. If we do things that contradict what we're doing. More people aren't going to join environmentalism. In fact, they're probably going to hate environmentalism, which is counterproductive to what we're doing. So I'm going to start off with a, um, a Facebook post. I've written down a Facebook post that I saw by um, the School Strike for Climate. Now, these are our kids that go to school. They're being influenced to be a part of these groups and where they are essentially making it hard for people to take environmentalism seriously. So, this is their post. This is under the suggestion and guidance of BIPOC. So, essentially, School Strike for Climate Auckland is disbanding as an organisation because of white privilege. This is under the suggestion and guidance of the BIPOC, Black, Indigenous and People of Colour members of our group, as well as individual BIPOC activists and organisations. We are not holding any more climate strikes in the Auckland region. Our members have also separated from the national SS4C team. Going forward, we will only be using our social media to uplift BIPOC-led climate justice spaces in Auckland. BIPOC communities are disproportionately affected by climate change. Not true. (coughs) So the fight for climate justice should be led by their voices and needs, not Pākehā ones. We are disbanding because, since 2019, SS4C Auckland, as well as the wider national group, though we can't speak on their behalf, has been a racist... White-dominated space. SS4C Auckland has avoided, ignored and tokenized BIPOC voices and demands, especially those of Pacifica and Māori individuals in the climate activism space. Now I could go on, but you can read the Facebook post wow. for yourself. What this group is doing is promoting racism onto another race because they think racism hypothetically existed in groups that had a lot of white people in it. Pākehā is not just white people. Pakia means your roots stretch to another land. If there's a lot of Pakia in the group, might be just because there's a lot of Pakia in your community. This does not help environmentalism. It makes you look silly. Isn't it funny how they actually believe that
0: anyone non-white can't be racist, that all racism stems and comes from white people?
2: It's not true. That's bullshit. I'm part Māori. And You're I've, not. The
0: hell are you doing here? <laughs> I mean been... to be a white supremacist, I should
2: be bashing you. Well, apparently, you, see, this is the problem, people. All right, I've been discriminated against from both sides. It's not necessarily racism, okay? But when we use racism as a tool to divide society, this is what happens. Our kids are doing it to themselves, and then it leads to other groups when they become adults, like Extinction Rebellion. And we've got a video for Extension Ramp. Actually, bring that up. Let's have a look. <coughs>
1: When discussing climate change, it's important to focus on the hard data and not just be tempted to laugh at the insane behaviour of climate change activists. So I'm going to discuss hard data, but not before I laugh at the insane behaviour of climate change activists. I mean, there's just so much material, because when you're trying to communicate the serious, sober, dire straits message that the Earth is in peril, what better way to do so? than
3: this. (laughs) Well, I was a bit
1: skeptical before, but that's me convinced! No, wait. Now I'm convinced. If only we could figure out a technological way to harness the power of crazy to replace fossil fuels, because Jesus Christ, it's in plentiful supply. Then there's this guy.
3: Love oh. you. We love
1: you. Another fountain of rational credibility. But get this, they arrested him when he was about to save the Amazon. He's
3: here to save the Amazon!
1: Amazon's fucked now, press F to pay respects. (laughs) Then there's this guy. I'm just a father of two children that's very frightened of their future. Imagine turning on the TV and seeing your dad crying because of the weather. Psychologists are warning about a new trend of eco-anxiety amongst children. They're literally terrifying kids into believing that their parents and all their friends are gonna be dead in 12 years.
4: A hundred years ago, weather-related disasters killed half a million people a year. Today, it's 20,000 a year. A reduction of 95%, it does not lead to a death of billions. I mean, you're scaring people with this rhetoric, aren't you? Alarmist language works.
1: Then there's this. is that? Go clean up a beach or something. This isn't a protest. This isn't taking action. It's a social occasion. It's Burning Man on Thames. It's a bunch of sanctimonious, privileged, posh twats lecturing working class people on why their living standards should be reduced even further. Hundreds of middle class vegans occupying Smithfield meat market, preventing ordinary working people from doing their jobs. Then going to McDonald's for their lunch. Why are they coming to demonstrate against us, possibly putting us out of work, asked one worker, because of this happy clappy mob. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Bravo, guys, bravo. Elitist smog snobs putting working class people out of work out of business. So liberal. So progressive. When you start to resemble the aristocrats from The Hunger Games, you've probably stopped representing the interests of working class people.
5: May the odds be ever in your favour. There are
1: literally mass riots in major western countries like Holland and France because working and lower middle class people are having their livelihoods destroyed by climate taxes. In France, the Yellow Vest movement began partially as a revolt against fuel tax hikes. In Holland, the Boren protest began as a revolt against environmental regulations on livestock, both of which you lot support as you jet off to your daddy's ski lodge in Shtard while pontificating about how much you care about the little people. The best thing you could do is to change your own bloody lives and stop telling the rest of us how to change ours and demanding change immediately. You're a bunch of self-entitled wastrels. Get back to whatever work it is you're supposed to be doing and stop being a pain in the arse.
0: So there you go. What drives people to do this? What drives the mentality of the masses to engage in and take aboard a fake crisis? Climate change used to be called global warming, remember? And then, uh uh-oh, the science didn't fit global warming. So we'll make the transition so stupid people continue that brainwashing level. So we'll go from from global warming to climate change. Then it was global warming slash climate change, and now it's just climate change. Look out your window at any time in the day. You'll constantly see the weather has changed. That's your climate. That's just changed. Climate change is nothing real. It's all up here. Now, in order to make you engage and take board and, and turn into those people there, and those people actually breed Brad. Those people breed. There should be a license for it, but anyway, I digress. There's a movie currently on Netflix called Wag the, Wag the Dog. It has Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, and Anne Hesh in it, uh, directed by Barry Leveson. Watch that. If you want a perfect illustration of how easily the masses buy into agenda-driven propaganda, that's the movie you should watch. And I, I implore you, if you don't watch anything else, watch that movie. And then you'll see exactly how easily it is to have people buy in to these fruitless ventures that actually are for no other purpose but control, but manipulation, but an end that, to them, the end justifies the means. None of this is science and evidence-backed, and we will be proving that as we go through the show. Back to Brad,
2: mm. and we'll get some more. Let's get some more stuff. Um, Yeah, frankly, I, I don't the- care whether you believe in, in climate change or not. me, I just sort of assume that there's environmental issues and that we need to find a way to solve them. But if we're using climate change as a way to bolster another industry that's worse for the environment, you're not solving any problems. You're making it worse. You're making it worse. So climate change for me is basically a way to help one industry grow and become enormous. And that industry is big tech and big data. Yeah. If you're noticing that the narrative now was far more popular than what it used to be, maybe there's money in it. Because this is, this is the big issue that we have here. Climate change is not driving positive change for the environment. It's driving massive profits for people who are financially benefiting off the hypothetical solutions. That's, 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 that is the point here. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to focus on the real environmental issues. What are, and what are the solutions? Because clearly more environmental degradation in pursuit of different resources, because we're, we're afraid that one type of resource might be creating a hypothetical problem, is just going to make more environmental issues. And we don't need that. What we need is common sense. What we need is balance. We need to figure out what the issues are How are we going to solve them and whether those solutions are actually real solutions or they're just creating more problems? I I want to talk about um, how unsustainable the industry is, the big tech industry is. And um, the best way to do that is to just go go straight to a video that shows you all the resources that go into making all the devices that you think are good for the environment just because... <clears throat> they're carbon t- car- are they even carbon neutral no let's have a look at it yeah let's check it out.
3: it turns out you don't just need fossil fuels to run a place like Ivanpah you need the devil himself or in this case themselves
4: all of the mirrors that you see there are built by the Koch brothers, Guardian Glass Industry, a company that they control. Koch carbon creates a lot of the inputs that are used to create the cement and the concrete and the steel. And not only that, they build the plants that builds polysilicon for solar cells. They have they actually their own solar line called Solar Molex. From every step of the process, the Koch brothers are there
3: but they're the evil of doors. Yeah, the,
4: the funny part is that when you criticize solar plants like this, you're accused of working for the Koch brothers. <laughs> that's the idiocy in all of this. This absolutely cannot extend civilization's life. This relies on the most toxic and industrial processes that we've ever created.
0: Does that look environmentally friendly to you? Welcome to Callispin, by the way. <laughs> Back to Callispin. Does that look environmentally friendly to you? No. The next time you people start <clears throat> thinking about giving your um, donations to the Green Party or things like that, think of that video. These people are trying to create solutions for a problem that does not exist. And in doing so, they create a problem to then, that then we have to deal with. So it's just a circular argument and it's all about money and nothing more.
2: Yeah and look this is what governments are doing at the moment they are subsidizing these industries with your taxpayer dollars to try and make them larger yep. the thing that we've had with our existing <laughs> industries is that we've had them for a long time so we've found ways to recycle what they do and th- this industry is relatively new so it's having to start from the start in terms of recycling so i mean with our wind our windmills that uh, sorry our-, our wind turbines that don't work anymore they're just getting buried in the ground so these processes need to look and it takes a long time to figure out how to recycle these processes so these these processes aren't environmentally friendly what they are is they pro- provide a huge amount of new new products new new devices and new stuff for all of you to take your <clears> mind <throat> off uh, pursuing <clears throat> a life of meaning yep. it's it's you're basically just finding some new feels way feels consumerism yeah it feels short-term gratification Which which doesn't solve the problem if you're not thinking outside the bounds of what you should be doing in terms of being a benefit to everything around you, and you're just figuring trying to um, find out find a way to get as much stuff as you want. This thing serves us. This we're coming into the Internet of Things, and big tech and big data are driving that. Let's talk about why New Zealand shouldn't go towards electric vehicles. And big tech type stuff, and of course panels. they're talking
0: about um, getting rid of utes. <laughs> apparently, it's too. Apparently, males I think are compensating too much <laughs> by having a ute. Although Jacinda's boyfriend drives a ute.
3: Yeah, she's going to be
2: first to lose his. I mean, our advertisements are actually they've identified the fact that masculinity is under assault, and they're using that as a way to push um, utes on us to help heal our loss of masculinity. And then the government is using that narrative to encourage people to get EVs. They're taking <laughs> your tax dollars and subsidising another industry because they're wrapping it in a hypothetical gar- um, garb of environmentalism. Apparently we're trying to compensate. Well, so I, I don't. To tomorrow and buy menu, I'm quite think? proud of my masculinity, by the yeah. way. I was just a little tonka toy. Look, little. we don't need to pursue zero carbon in this country. And I'm going to tell you why. And we actually have a scholarly article to support this. Facts and evidence, remember? Yep, facts and evidence. Let's bring that up. Carbon In this this study, they went to 59,311 sites of our indigenous forests in New Zealand. Now, we have 8 million hectares of this. Now, we also know that all plants sequester carbon. But our 8 million hectares of indigenous forests sequester quite a lot of carbon. And it's because we're, our farmers and our citizens who value environmentalism, we're leaving these forests alone. We're doing our best to protect it. And in fact, in Northland, our indigenous, they're calling it significant natural areas. That's not what they are. We don't care about that title. We call it indigenous forests. Ours have grown from 32% to 40%. Now, what this scholarly article tells us is that with every square meter, they've found that it sequesters one and a half kilograms of carbon dioxide. Now, if you do the math, if you times that by ten thousand to get your per hectare rate, that's fifteen tons. If you times fifteen tons by eight million, you get one hundred and twenty million tons of carbon sequestered per year. Now, on average, New Zealand emits seventy nine point eight million tons Wait of CO two. Does that
0: mean we are carbon we should have carbon credits, billions coming into the country? We should
2: do. In fact, Japan Someone's should be as well. Scammed. We're not measuring our sequestration, not just in our forests, we're not measuring on our pasture land. We are a country that is best suited to relying on natural gas and oil because we can sequester it. Now yeah. there's countries around the world that can't do that. maybe they need to look at EVs, but we certainly do not need to be subsidizing an entity, a big massive corporate entity that doesn't serve us at all. Certainly. What serves us is the industries that work for us in our environment. That's how we solve our environmental issues. We find our energy sources that support our land management practices, the land that we have. Yep. And that's, that's what's most important. It's incredible. <clears throat> they, so they're selling people a bill of goods
0: using fake science. Fact, but they're creating a fake reality. And you're buying into it because they use fear, propaganda, they use talking heads. Remember, a lot of the um, scientific journals the scientific scholarly articles that come out that are funded by specific people have a vested interest in, what's, uh, in the conclusion of those reports. Yeah. We've highlighted those before. And then we give you the other side, the independent people who actually care about the science. These are the people who want to know how things work, want to know... Um, how we got from this place to this place using a proper, well methodically thought out scientific method. The others are different. The others are all about I can give you money if you make that report, say what I want it to. Remember the smoking. Smoking was never bad for you. Pregnant women could do it and all. Years later, they're settling billion dollar lawsuits because, well, they lied. They 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 suppressed the actual scientific reports, the real ones. Thermaldehyde, another thing. Birth defects left, right, and center. You'll find the same thing with the 1080 poison down the line by old Dal, Chem- Dal Watkins chemicals that mm. become Dal-, Dal Chemical's Plant in um, New Plymouth, where they built the um, uh, housing developments straight over where they used to dump the material. You'll find this all over the place, and it's always the fake science that comes out first. Look at Fauci and his crap. It's just nonstop ongoing. So you've got to decide... Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the facts and evidence that are presented to you, or you're going to believe the cleverly designed spin and manipulation that comes out of the people like Jacinda and her. And I pick on Jacinda because she's currently head of the table at the moment. Mm. If John Key was there, we'll be taking him on.
2: Absolutely. We don't
0: care what political party it is. We care about facts and evidence versus the bullshit that they push down your
2: screen every day. And I criticise John Key just as much, if not more, during his tenure. Look, the the issue that I'm getting at here is you don't have to take my word for it. You can do your own research. You can look at that scholarly article and see the abundance of citations it's had. There are other scientists that agree with it. Yet it's not influencing public policy because it doesn't fit (coughs) their agenda. Their financial agenda their ideological agenda and this is this is a problem because if politicians can't change their mind to pursue what is true because it conflicts with their ideological agenda or their or their their financial backers financial agenda they need to get out because they're not serving you and they're not serving (coughs) the land what's sustainable for New Zealand is the correct land management practices that sequester carbon and enhance biodiversity and energy resources that 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 provide carbon dioxide to the atmosphere to keep that cycle going. It's a cycle. I mean, we even have technology now that can pull carbon out of the atmosphere and turn it into a fuel. We have just turned oil and gas into a regenerative resource. You can't say that about big tech and the way they do things. They're still trying to figure out how to recycle over 90% of the things that they produce. This is not an environmental issue.
0: That's right.
2: It's clearly profit-driven,
0: and you have all of the cottage industries and other industries that have been born around this particular issue, all in the name of saving you from a phantom menace that they've created to have you go along with being saved from the phantom menace. Mm. It's, it's, what would you call that? I do that, stupidity. There's got to be a, some psychological term. You're the fair psychological for, man.
2: Fair for profit.
0: Fair for profit.
2: Mm. Look, I support green innovation. I support us putting money into research that's going to help human beings more, be more symbiotic. Yeah. But this is not that. Okay, This industry has turned into the new big oil and big chemical agriculture. That's what it is. It has the same investors in it now. They've just changed their wrapper because it works better on you. You liberals. That's what it works on. Okay, The conservatives are trying to tell you, no, hang on a sec. This isn't right. We need to change things. right? We need to not make this mistake again because it is a repeat of the same mistake. You are buying into another big industry that doesn't care about the environment, doesn't care about you. They only care about their profits and they're making a huge amount. And they're also making inflation worse. Yes. All right. What they produce is intangible value. It's not real. They're not tangible things. And so if you have so much money in the market that's create based off things that don't really exist, then the things that do exist get super expensive. It's that simple. Speaking of the markets, the stock
0: market and the mm. trading of carbon credits. You see, like Brad said, they don't care whether it's right or wrong. Another country would just buy some carbon credits and carry on doing business as usual. They're not, they don't have any vested interest in cleaning up their environment. Like we said previously, you Sort ways to take care of pollution and waste. Mm. Stop cutting down all your damn trees, and you'll find we'll, we'll be fine. We don't need all of this multi-levered, governmental-influenced, privately private business-backed conglomerate of ideas and methodologies that, quite simply, are stark-raving lunacy. Mm. You've seen what it does to the environment. you you your the fact that you're hell bent on trying to create Um, a green future you're actually destroying the very environment that you're trying to supposedly save how does that work
2: how does that compute because you're not operating from a base of hope and 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 understanding you're actually operating from a base of fear and when you operate from a base of fear you do nothing but destroy everything including your own life absolutely so yeah you you're essentially creating eco-anxiety amongst your own children like you're not going to solve environmental issues by scaring the crap out of our next generation. The only way you're going to solve environmental issues is if you create better humans for our planet. Yeah, And we're not doing that. We're creating psychological issues on a massive scale. And whether you want to agree with me or not, I don't think you can argue with this. But our environmental issues are born from our own psychological issues. And it's if we don't take care of that... We're never going to solve the environment. Well,
0: look what they're doing to the kids, eh?
2: Yeah. In school, they're they're terrifying
0: your children. They've got them scared of the, every year there's a new phantom menace that's about to wipe out mankind. And there's a new way to save you from it. Problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem that they know you're going to react to. You're then going to demand something's done and voila, the solution is waiting there to be rammed down your throat whether you like it or not
2: you know, they're promoting anti-humanism in your kids minds and let me tell you a little something about anti-humanism if people go down the anti-humanist route and they fail or succeed what will end up happening is the survivors of that that suffered through that will put environmentalism right next to anti-humanism and nobody will want to be an environmentalist after that Definitely. adolf hitler was even called an environmentalist when he went round. how well did environmentalism go after 1942 people couldn't stand it you need to stop doing things that sabotage the desire for people to be real environmentalists i'm actually
0: surprised that you greenies not this audience these trolls who watch us to get educated they mm. actually come to our channel to be educated i'm surprised you guys aren't wearing swastikas to be honest yep. i mean you're always talking about how the earth is overpopulated. It's not, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Have you actually been up in a plane? Have you gone over the vast mm. wildernesses of, of emptiness, of just nature doing its thing? Mm. No. All you see on TV are polluted, um, high-intensity housing cities.
2: Yeah. That's
0: mm. it. You don't see the rest of the world from a bird's eye view.
2: So the whole thing is is just fed to you through your tube. You're framing your your own perspective from your, just your individual view, which is actually quite limited. You need to see more than that. Actually, our producers put it, made a good point about the um, the COVID fear being the, much like the same. Another crisis. driver, and the You're COVID fear die. is actually pushing you towards um, the the big tech and big data industry as well, big surveillance. It's it's all connected and attacking your neighbours, yeah. knocking on them. Yeah, and they're they're, just—they're having to go and get more resources to take all this crap to protect you from these hypothetical threats. (laughs) And where do they get them from? (laughs) China. (laughs) Yeah, it's all coming from China. You, supposedly one of the worst polluters around. Yeah, go figure. So the next thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how they actually how fake environmentalism exists in our conservation industry, and we're going to start off, and I'm I'm going to start off by letting a scientist tell you what he thinks of um, Predator Free New Zealand. Actually,
4: let's check this out. Thank you. Uh, Predator Free 2050 is good politics, but it is scientifically flawed. I'm a 10 out of 10 for conservation, but I'm a 0 out of 10 on both counts for Predator Free 2050. To support Predator Free 2050, you have to be, in the uh, words or phrase of my good colleague here, a science denialist. That is, you have to pretend that 50 years of science and integrated landscape and pest management don't exist. First, New Zealand's and the world's leading experts in mammal eradication have concluded and already published that this is not possible. Second, success rests entirely on solutions with enormous technical and biological uncertainties and substantial social barriers to their use in particular, the genetic modification of wildlife. The chances of their successful application is next to zero. Third, even if you could release a gene drive or Trojan female, they will not eradicate predators, because they work against biological evolution. The first example of them failing because of genetic resistance has already been published. Fortunately, there's a better alternative to Predator-Free 2050. It's based on a better science and a better policy. First, we've proven that it's possible to protect our most vulnerable biodiversity in sanctuaries. Second, we know how to manage habitat around those sanctuaries, the halo, so that it supports greater numbers of our less vulnerable biodiversity. Third, we know how to manage those reserves as a connected national network of biodiversity. Lastly, We already know how to reverse the decline of biodiversity in New New Zealand's indigenous biodiversity in the 67% of New Zealand currently unused for purpose, our rural and urban landscapes. These are possible, achievable, with current technologies and a modest increase in budget, but without the scientific, political, and social risks of predator-free 2050. Predator Free 2050 is a political distraction from what ecological science has taught us over the last half century. It's a distraction from solving the greater environmental problems that we face as a nation. Predator Free 2050 might be really exciting, but it's not rational.
2: Thank you. There you go. he's a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that's Dr. Wayne Linklater. If you, um, if you haven't heard of Dr. Wayne Linklater, you should. He's a brilliant scientist. He's He's somebody that doesn't subscribe to scientist absolute absolutism. He calls it. It's a, it's an absolutism is where you essentially believe that the your beliefs or your science that you subscribe to is is self-evident, and that's not how science works. <coughs> science is the pursuit of understanding, and more evidence may change the 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 standpoint that you had beforehand, and that's a good thing. If you can change your mind when new evidence comes along, then you are science-based. If you can't, then you're an absolutist. And absolutists riddle the science field today. Um, Susie Wiles is an example of an absolutist. The person sitting next to Dr. Wayne Linklater is an absolutist. These people need to take a step back and ask themselves whether they're actually pro-science. Susie Wiles, the... Uh, the pinky eared monster. Mm. <laughs> pretty much. But she's New Zealander
0: of the Year, you know. Yeah. And, and do you know how she got that? She repeated the
2: same thing over and over. The rubbish
0: again. that she was asked to, and it was like, "Well done, you sucked all those other people in, and uh, you've got a few more points on the board." So, we'll Doctor
2: I- O'Sullivan, a, um, Do- a New Zealander of the year as well. Was it-
0: it's funny how you get yeah. all these. Just like knights and dames, mm. most of them sell the country out, or they or they rip us off in some way, or they compromise the country. Yeah, Lance,
2: Lance O'Sullivan, that was the doctor. Yeah, yeah, he was quite popular with the. Um, with he was the 19, government right? as well, wasn't he? Funny he was. that. So what I'm going to talk about now is uh, is the uh, the issues with our obsession with poison. And poison comes in a lot of different forms. And I'm going to focus on 1080 in this one because I this it's is something... that's a good topic that yeah, it
0: needs to be talked about.
2: I, this is something that got me into this activist field in terms of speaking my mind and and, and, and putting forward what I find out. And... This is personal to me because I live right next to a forest that had $600,000 worth of this stuff dumped on it, and two days later it rained. Now I trapped this forest from time to time, and during that time my numbers didn't drop. So that was $600,000 of your taxpayers' dollars that went down into the streams where the eels are, with the only thing making this okay for the mass who don't understand this is the statement repeated that there's no evidence to support that this highly toxic ecotoxin um, poisons animals other than the ones that we want poisoned. They're targeted areas. So I'm going to put up some some key points of data up behind me. Um, the first one Let's is rat plagues. So... Here we go. Yes, we all know that rat plagues uh, are caused by massive big sea drops. We, we know that happens, but we also know that... Um, massive big impacts to their population and, and quite mass events also influences how they breed. Now as you can see there there's some circles around at the top of the graphs. Now those are the high points of the, the rat populations from the tracking tunnels. So the, the reds are rats, the blues are mice and the yellows are actually stoats. Now every time there's a ten eighty operation, which are the white lines there, there is a massive drop in population. It, it, as you would expect because there's a lot of poison dropped around in the area. Now, after a varying degree of time, I think it's um, 10 to 12 months after the first operation, rat populations skyrocketed. Then they did another operation. They did a little bit of a dip after that as Stoke populations reinvaded as well. And then there was another 1080 operation and the population dropped. Now, the time between Rat Peak is... Less and less the more they do it. Why? Because the rats are breeding more. Now these rats, and I might get this wrong slightly, but you can check for yourself for accuracy on Google, they breed about seven times a year and they can have nine to 14 rats per litter. (coughs) Now if their population is put under massive pressure, what happens is they breed more than that, up to twice as much. So the more you continue with these mass kill events, the more the rat plays are going to happen, and closer, which means they have to use poison more. That's why they're wanting to do double doses. Now they're never going to solve it this way. What they actually need is constant predation, and the result, and this is from the Tongareva Kiwi Sanctuary. I think they've actually pulled these um, these quite in depth data 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 um, information sets down now. But we're actually seeing on the graph below that over the years with multiple ten eighty operations, uh, the kiwi chick success rates have Nosedived, plummeted. Yeah. That orange line going down there. So because they're not doing constant predation without the without the use of toxins that may have harmful externalities onto creatures that don't don't attend. What's happening is the populations over time are getting less. What the conservation entities are focusing on is the short term. They're looking at the massive increase in chick, chick success after ten eighty, but they're ignoring the long term results. So this is why we have a biodiversity crisis that's never gone away. They're not actually solving the issue. And what we need are better solutions to this because this has been going on for 52 years now. There should have been a better solution to this. Instead, they've intensified this method and they've made it worse.
0: In fact, by the looks of that, those mice or stoats or rats, they're doing exactly what humans do in Africa and great famines and things like that, yep. which is all man-made anyway,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, to ensure the survival of their species, they pump out more babies, yep. so therefore
2: it'll give them more of a chance of surviving. And we're also ignoring the animal psychology problem here. So we've, there's also some studies you can look into yourselves and where um, partial poisoning of stotes, creatures like stoats who survive, they uh, they develop a type of psychopathy and where they just start killing things without eating them. And So if you imagine an ecosystem that's just under constant stress like this with these massive kill events, instead of us doing it how nature does it, which is constant predation. I mean, humans have gotten so much better at um, killing things precisely with the technology we have today. We shouldn't be still doing it like this. This is lazy. This is the type of conservation you would see from people who sit behind a desk all the time um, pontificating over research instead of being where the conservation and is. who moving. has shares
0: in these companies? The government. Who has shares
2: in the companies?
0: Was it 90% of the world's 1080 is dropped here every year? Yeah. Why? When well, it's banned in other countries because their scientists actually think, hey, something's seriously wrong here with the data, boys. Well, New the, Zealand,
2: no worries. It's all good. One of the reasons why we're not getting a lot of change in this conservation entity is because the, um, the, the people that are in charge of all of this are the people that just cannot change. These are all... New Zealand um, these are all state-owned businesses and they're and- vested today eh? they've vested their their reputation in it yeah, it's just
0: like people are doubling down like we know people who double down they get information completely wrong they lie through their teeth yeah but then they double down on it yeah and it's just ridiculous but they, they won't say actually guys, you're right I've looked at the science it doesn't stack up I had the wrong position but we can fix it now we would respect those people, not the ones who are doing it now though because they're, not looking, they're ignoring all facts, logic, science-based,
2: evidence-based. Hmm. Well, see, the, the thing is is that these people cling to the ideologies like it's the thing that keeps them, them above water. Uh, what happens is, is if they feel like they, they, they lose an argument or their, their entire way of looking at the world is, is assaulted, they just cling to it as if they'll drown if they lose it. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think that if that money... That they pour into the Department of Conservation went to people where the conservation was needed, yep. and and incentivised them to be a kaitiaki. It would do a lot of good in terms of helping us shift away from this poison legacy.
0: Local jobs,
2: everything. Local jobs. Um, you'd increase the amount of resources that are coming from the rural entities, which you know would have a deflationary effect on our market. And we've there are a hell
0: of a lot of good bushmen out there,
2: eh? Absolutely. Who I mean, know those forests at field days. I went to field days. Um, uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday um and there was some amazing places there there were the guys that were selling skins tar skins cow skins they get they say they get most of their um resources these days from farmers rather than hunters because i mean hunters are being eviscerated by this this anti-humanist way of doing conservation exactly look things need to change um i I want to go on to another issue with 1080, the unknown effects on our um, soil microbiology. And let's be honest here, we don't know. bring Uh, that up. It's absolutist to think that because (coughs) we have no evidence to support 1080's detrimental effect on soil microbiology, it does not mean that it doesn't exist. Now, I'm going to put forward a possibility here in terms of what 1080 could have done uh, not that long ago in 2017. So in 19, I think it was 1996, I believe, in Winton, they buried 12,000 kilograms of 1080 baits into the soil there. Now, 21 years later, out of that same spot, I know 21 years sounds like a lot, but I'm going to tell you the significance of that number in a minute. Uh, 21 years later, Mycoplasma bovis broke out of that area, and the government were blaming farmers for it. the reason why 21 years is significant is because a similar event happened over in Smart and Kent in England. What happened over there, and you can search this out, we have all the, um, the the websites for you guys to check that out and read yourselves, is fluoracetamide, which is another fluoride compound, just like um, 1080, which is sodium monofluoracetate. They're all fluoride compounds. These compounds seem to be the ones that cause a lot of problems. That factory leaked in Smart and Kent. Lots more than what was buried in Winton. What came out of Smart in Kent 21 years later was mad cow disease. It was this, It was similar to what was happening to the animals was similar to Mycobovis. But what, what I'm inclined to think here is that 1080, when it's put in the soil, is doing something to our soil microbiology that we don't understand, which is affecting animals further down the track the longer that it stays in there. And funnily enough, yep. they had to, in Smart and Kent, dig all that soil up, put them in big, um, big drums, and throw them into the ocean. And then they kept all the results of um, everything that they found on that issue behind closed doors. The public couldn't access the information. Now, if we,
0: if we just take that where well you've just freeze, timestamp that. And now let's look at and compare with your experimental jab you're getting now. They say it's for this, but we always know that these people give us long-term effects down the line. Now, already Nobel Prize winners in the field of epidemiology and virology are saying, people who take the jab will be dead in three to five years. Not all, because not everyone is affected. We all have different compounds, different makeups, but that spike protein gets a free ride straight in and starts altering your DNA sterility and all sorts is a possible outcome of that. Now, what Brad's talking about, the 1080 poison, because these people are all hell-bent on kill, 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 profit, 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 they don't bother, or they have studied the long-term effects, and as usual,
2: found the it science useful.
0: behind it will be suppressed. And you won't find that out, like everything else, until the claims start coming 20, 30, down, 30 years down the track when
2: heaps of people have already died. Mm. Ridiculous. What? Uh, that's a really important thing that you um, pointed on there, Calvin. The, the problem that we have in the society that promotes uh, the pursuit of short-term gratification is our is our, our field of perception sort of narrows, right? So tunnel vision. Yeah. Right. So if something isn't affecting us like immediately, and there isn't some direct direct link that we can we can create right then and there, we we assume that everything is okay or yeah. it's just not related. Um, the problem is life doesn't always work like that. Sometimes things take a long time to impact something and we actually have to start figuring out a way to broaden our perception so we can be aware of that possibility. We've got to take, we've got to take the <clears throat> monetary influence
0: out of science mm. and, the, and the targeted scientists who receive mass funding to come up with reports that suit and agree with the people funding them. Mm. That's, that's, we have to kill that side of
2: science because scientism... Is becoming, or it is religion. It's a religion. It's becoming a religion, yeah. And absolutism is the death of science. And I want to, um, I want to highlight um, the, the amount of uncertainty that I try to stick to, and I want to draw a contrast to what Forest and Bird and other entities like that uh, do with science in terms of their use of absolutism. Yeah, that's let's interesting. Che- let's, check let's, let's check this out.
1: Sometimes the proponents and supporters of 1080 go to extraordinary lengths to try and convince the public that this stuff is safe. 1080 is sodium monofluoroacetate, so the breakdown products of 1080 are salt and vinegar, pretty much, Um, and it's the sort of thing you'd put on your crisps. To try and pretend that the constituents of the packet of of salt and vinegar crisps are the same as as one of the most lethal poisons in the world is breathtakingly cynical and evil
0: beyond belief they're from the poisoning paradise um documentary
2: so 1080 chips coming to the store near you what do you think yeah i think they might find a um a useful product line the greenies be into they might be able to scale up their product and then and put it on the shelves for people just you know a nice slow way for you to reduce the amount of energy your cells can produce and Mm. you get more lazy and more consumerist space. Hey, shit, we might have given them an idea, Calvin.
0: Yeah, true. The population agenda on target. 1080 chips. 1080 chips, jabs. Woo. A lot of you going. Bye-bye. Mm.
2: So I want to talk about solutions because we, we get in deep into, yes. the, um, into <coughs> the issues. Doom and gloom. Yeah. But there's hope, you know. There's hope in people. There's a proverb that we um, that I heard in Māori that's that's really good. It goes like this He aha te mea nui o te ao. He tangata he tangata he tangata.
0: And to the last three. Right. It is people, it is people, it is people.
2: Yeah. The, what is the most important thing in the world? It is people, it is people, it is people. Now some people might look at that listen to that sentence and go, you know, humans are actually the uh, the cause of lots of problems in this world, mm. and that's true. <coughs> yeah. We do cause a lot of problems. But we are are also the solutions to all of those problems. And if we lose sight on that fact and we don't start finding ways to help humans become the solutions to these problems instead of just trying to smash humans into the ground, we're not going to solve anything. And specifically for this issue, conservation and environmentalism, humans are the solution. We just need to figure out what it is that's driving us in the wrong direction. And I think, I agree with Jordan Peterson on this, I believe that our environmental issues are one and the same with our psychological issues. If we can sort out what's going on in our heads that is driving us to be so self-destructive, and we can flip it into something that helps us be more beneficial to our surroundings, the environment will benefit, and we will benefit too. Yeah. And there are so many wonderful people out there who are doing this on their own without the help of the government. In fact, the government is actually making it hard for them a lot of the time because they don't understand what they're doing. And we don't need <clears> the government <throat> to understand what we're doing. We just need them to analyze the results of what we're doing and, and, and see if that can, be, that can be branched out to other people. We need to help each other. We need yeah, to learn sure. what it is to be a symbiotic human being. And if we can do that, if we can find ways to help people where they are be better for their surroundings, then the the environment will clean up. It's not a bad thing to attempt to help human beings be better physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. To seek to help increase the sum of human brain power is not a bad thing, (coughs) and Look, if we're just going to assault human beings over and over and over again, we're always going to have these problems. So I started working on a um, land management and conservation um, model, which utilizes human beings where they are. And this is why I am a big supporter in helping to dissolve departments, government departments, like the Department of Conservation, and give conservation back to the people. Definitely, and a lot of the things that are talked about on this show—elodial title, um, uh, constitutions, common law—these are all things that help empower people to be the solutions to not just the problems around them, but their own problems as well. Because we can't help other people unless we're able to help ourselves. And if we can get into more positive, solution-based things that look at human beings as the solution rather than the problem. Well, maybe things might start cleaning up because, as far as I can see, for as long as I've, long as I, as I've looked at the history of humankind, I've seen nothing but an assault on human beings. Yep. And, w- of course, that's going to cause trauma. And what are human beings going to assault, assault in turn to get to essentially um, express that trauma, right. everything around them, and that's what they're doing. And what our government is doing in response and the corporations that work with them is further assaulting human beings. It's a vicious cycle of destruction.
0: We also have to uh, look at what we're doing to our children. Mm. Because with our children, we're sending them to school. And we we are not teaching them the art of learning. We're teaching them how to have a good memory, how to obey command, and how to regurgitate information that they've been given in a prescribed manner and you give them an award for it. That Mm. is not education. That's brainwashing. You've got to identify everyone has a natural leaning natural or a natural bias. You've got to unlock the creative genius of those children because half the time those children can probably teach us more mm. than we can teach them. So the Western civilization has had, has had a failed model of the one-shoe-fits-all education. Mm. You've got to take – some will be academics, okay, some very good with their mind, others very good with their skills, like vocational training – You should prize both side by side. Mm. Find out, because here's the problem we've been doing with our kids from the start. They'd go to school, some would fail, and they would feel worthless after that. What you didn't tell them, or didn't bother to check, was what other skills they had that they would be absolutely top-notch at. So you've got children who you're telling are failures from the start. That is their base Uh, position that they go on from there so they're going to get angry they're going to get resentful and they're going to start taking it out on everyone all because you lied to them they didn't fail at all a test that you come up with with questions that you come up with which was designed by you the academic academic world to have them regurgitate back now remember it was it was done for a long time people were told send your children to school that's why it's against the law not to send them to school They want your children. They want them young and they want their minds so they can shape them how they want. They want to turn them into yes men and consumers and those who aspire to nothing but fit in with society. You get it on the adverts. If you don't have the right toothpaste, you're a a dick. If you don't wear the right clothes, if you don't look a specific way, and let's face it, most of us don't look like anything like that. So all of a sudden, we, 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 uh, we think, oh, we don't fit them We must be bad. Mm. That's wrong. Everyone has a skill. Everyone has, has, a, has a genius waiting to be unlocked. But they can, you can, people, there's people who can build amazing structures. They've never been to bloody building school. Some people know what, what, what um, flora and fauna to use to heal people mm. and their ailments. They've never been to medical college. They just know it's an instinctive thing. That's what we need to focus on because at the moment all you're doing is causing harm and now you've got children not knowing what bloody gender they are. That's ridiculous. You're completely and utterly destroying our children and that's why our society
2: is getting more and more stuffed. Yeah, our our children are our future. We need to help cultivate and help them come be happy with who they are. Like I, I won't send my child to school while this ideological indoctrination is going on in our schools. I'm quite happy to have my ch- child at home and have her decide who she wants to be, and I help her along those lines. Yeah, that's not what the government schooling, um, I guess, industry is heading towards, and it's never actually been like that. It's actually been designed to create employees rather than sovereign individuals. Exactly. And there's better ways to do this. There there are people that are creating it on their own. I saw it at field days. You leave people alone, they create some amazing things that solve some pretty complex problems. I see it in biodynamics. I see it in permaculture. I see it in regenerative agriculture. We created all these things. The government didn't have anything to do with it. We did. And we can create symbiosis as well. All we have to do is be supported in that and left alone. Yes,
0: and we can learn from nature. Mm. Nature is a very good teacher. And when you understand the signs and understand the signals of nature, because, see, this is how stupid we are as a species. Okay, you lefties, but anyway. This is how stupid we are as a species. I'll include myself because I'm dumb sometimes. Um, We build towns on historical floodplains. And then we moan our guts out when it floods. It sort of was in the title, people. Historical floodplain. You know, it's where the earth decides to shed the water into when it gets overladen with water. This, this is what we do. We don't learn to work in conjunction with nature. We try to, do it to develop in spite of her. You're never going to win. That's a battle you're always going to lose. And when you poison your bed, you're going to poison yourself. Mm. And you look at the Galapagos Islands. Nature always finds an equilibrium. You can have something go out of control, but when it can no longer feed, it starts dying off and balance is restored. We, when we meddle, we stuff the system. In fact, human beings are probably the worst introduction. You know, if you believe in God or whatever, He created an amazing thing, then He stuffed up when you put the human
2: beings in there. Yeah, but we don't have to be that stuff up. Right. The greatest thing that He gave us was choice, and we can choose not to be. And I think that that's what we want to do. It's why the world is in chaos at the moment. We can choose to be something else. My daughter loves animals. And so the biggest environmental issue to me is the preservation of life that is different to ours so we can appreciate it. And I want to show you a video that is essentially what fundamentally drives me in my pursuit of trying to be a more symbiotic being. Awesome.
5: My name is Dailesh Rao. And I'm one of the original engineers of the internet. In 2014, researchers at the World Wildlife Fund released a report saying that between 1970 and 2010, in just 40 years, the population of wild vertebrates decreased by 52%. Then two years later, they released a second report saying that between 1970 and 2012, the population of wild vertebrates decreased by 58%. So from these two data points, you can perform a simple math calculation to tell you that the current rate of decline, 100% of wild vertebrates will be gone by 2026. This is year zero, the year when all wild animals are gone. It turns out that animal agriculture is not only the number one source of carbon emissions, It is also the number one source of land use on the planet. All over the world, humans are destroying original forests to make room for grazing animals or to grow crops for feeding animals. And then, humans are using sophisticated geolocating technology to locate the last remaining schools of fish. And finally, we are pouring all these toxins into the environment, which is killing insects, and which kills the birds which eat those insects. So we are attacking wild animals on land, in the ocean, and in the air. And this leaves wild animals no room to survive. We did some calculations. He took all the land that is currently being used for animal agriculture and restored the native forests that were there on that land in 1800. And it turns out not only that he could sequester more carbon than we have added to the atmosphere since 1750, but he also restored the natural habitat for wild animals to live. Is there world too? <whistles> so this is entirely possible. We can bring back the forests, and we can heal the climate. And in the process, ensure that year zero never becomes a reality.
2: So if we just ignore the narrative of climate healers and we uh, we talk more about sort of healing ourselves, the, the 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 principal point in that video was what can you do to be a better human being for the yep. environment? Never mind all this groupthink stuff, okay? The groupthink stuff isn't going to help you be a better individual. You yep. need to figure out how you can be a better individual and you need to work on you. And the more of you that do that, the better the group will be, okay? Okay. every time you try and take on these big massive issues as a group you always fail if you can be a better individual and constantly every single day figure out how you can be better and better and better stop comparing yourself to other people compare yourself to who you were yesterday and keep doing that don't get bogged down by your failures acknowledge them as learnings and continue to find a way to be a better you every single day And then you'll find magically all around you that everything else is also getting better. Big tech, big data, big surveillance. They're not going to solve your problems for you. Everything you just saw in that last video, they're going to destroy their ecosystems and wrap what they're doing in a hypothetical environmental garb to try and save the climate. The climate doesn't need your help. You do. You need your help. And then the environment will clean up around you as you help yourself be a better human being. That's the solution. It's
0: funny. The Earth's been around a hell of a long time. Now, there's people arguing about how long, but mm. we won't even get into that. It survived supposedly everything. Super volcanoes. Yep. It's a... Comet impacts. Comet impacts. Everything. Mass floods, apparently. And it's still trucking along nicely. We're just transitional here. Mm-hmm. Like anything else, we'll have our time. It'll fade away. Something else will come along. So you're not trying to. The, the earth laughs at you, thinking you can actually save it. You're like a tick on a dog's back. If you want to be a healthy tick, stop pissing in your area and then slaying down on it. That's basically what we're doing. We tell you take care of pollution and waste. Sort problems to those, yeah. not by green energy. That's not green, as you saw. That's fake. It's a complete and utter hoax. And yet the government still pushes the same barrel. Like we said once before, question everything, mm. especially if it comes from someone in power, because they usually want more power. Ask the question who benefits by you believing them? And you will find if you follow the money, you'll find the crooks.
2: And if you want to know what one of the greatest problems humanity has today, one of the, the issues that most afflicts humanity, it's the pursuit of power. And we see this in all of our archetypal stories, all of our psychological literature, Jungian archetypes. Yeah. When human beings pursue power, everything around them turns to, turns to custard. Yep. The, 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 the message that all of these profound stories are trying to teach us is reject the pursuit of power, reject the pursuit of power. If you reject the pursuit of power, turn into yourself and figure out how can I improve myself? Every single day, things around you will get better.
0: Trust your gut instinct as well. Look at people in the freedom movement. Okay, I'm not going to bag any particular one, even though some like to, you know, no. be liveys and uh, <laughs> talk rubbish and tell a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah.
2: But, um, about me, about you. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and yet, if any of you actually listen to them properly and then fact checked what they said, you would find every single thing they say is complete fabrication, a lie. But you buy into it. Not our audience, because we got the most intelligent audience in the country. But they just buy into it. And it's, like I said, watch the movie Wag the Dog. These people can change, can change direction and narratives on a dime. They turn something where they've been caught out. Like, I don't know, say, for example, someone gets caught sleeping with someone else. The wife walks in, stuff like that, you know. And um, all that sort of stuff happens. But all of a sudden, spins it out, can go on lives. and oh, I'm so godly. I'm a Christian, therefore you've got to believe me. So
2: how does that work out?
0: How do people still get sucked into that
2: stuff? Look, I'm I'm more than happy to stand next to anybody, right? But when we've tried to have multiple different people work alongside this individual and everything has turned to custard because he just can't work in groups and he can't work alongside other people in the pursuit of liberty, in the pursuit of something better, it just doesn't work. And look, (laughs) If you people out there think that my credibility is damaged by um, sitting next to or standing next to someone you don't agree with, you're the bigot. Yeah. Okay? I'm not you're a bigot. You're a racist. You, you, all you have I have done. That? I'm yeah. white. You, I'm white. Can I use it? You, all you've done racist. is you've turned bigotry, which is what you used to get into, because I know you guys were the people that used to be racist until it stopped being popular, and now it's popular to be an anti-racist and an anti-bigot who goes and does passive-aggressive anti-bigotry onto people you think are <laughs> hypothetically bigoted. We're not bigoted. We're quite happy to stand next to people regardless of what you think it does to our credibility and because t- we know it does nothing to our credibility whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I mean, We
2: are our own individuals. We talk about facts and evidence, and
0: so far the criticisms we've had for the show are quite simple. One, I don't present very well sometimes. I've been in the... Cheer about two months. Okay, I'm learning my way. And I've had my mouth punched
2: a, in a couple of times. I don't talk so well sometimes.
0: Exactly. So see, we, 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 we are each learning. But one thing you, no one has been able to do is attack us on the facts and evidence we no, bring.
2: Never, you never go after no, our content.
0: You only go you after us. That's why our audience, like I said, is the best. Because half of these people know the story. They know the truth. Yeah. And even the trolls who are, who are coming in to try and get content um, for them, like I think uh, there's a particular one who debunking
2: conspiracies out there all. We're you're quite, quite happy it. for you the guys to continue. It, yeah. it helps us. We actually like your going. stuff
0: because you're so ridiculously yeah. stupid that it gives us more credibility. So thank you for being idiots.
2: Thank you for showing our audience that there are children out there that disapprove with childish behavior.
0: Yeah, but, but brutal truth, New Zealand, no they got a lot more followers when I gave them a shout out before. Mm. Um they did a couple of good videos. I must admit, you guys do 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 some good stuff, and, and I do actually read it. I'm not on Facebook anymore because Facebook, once again, good out of context
2: videos, don't they? That's
0: mm. right. They're out of, out of context in that, but I, I like the one where they had me and Billy T, and I, I smash Billy T in that. You know, <laughs> it's just like when he continues to see that one. It's just like when he continues to say right. Calvin Alps says uh, Freemasonry is a Christian order. I've never said that. And we've even showed the video. We've put his bullshit up. We've put my facts and evidence up. And then we say we wait for the apology. Didn't do it. He doubles down.
2: And he still did it lately. Didn't he say he, um, he was in military intelligence and he learned how to do um, research and stuff and yeah. He doesn't research very well, does he? Oh, no, he doesn't. He's he doesn't. Pretty ideal. Does he does he even know that the Freemasons created the constitution and, and liberty? The US
0: Constitution written by Freemasons people that Which freed everyone and it actually freed your, the
2: slaves. Yes, civil rights and
0: Exactly. <laughs> and they built most of the stuff your your world the best buildings in the world Freemasons. They pointed building.
2: out the tyrants when you couldn't see them yourselves. That's right.
0: So, yes, there are some bad people in the club. So like there's bad motives. Now, Billy, you wanted to be uh, SAS or security intelligence or whatever the hell you wanted to be. It changes from day to day. Um, they're secret. You've got to actually have secrets. So there's little secret societies as well. You do know that, don't you? Well, are they doing pedophilia? Are they sacrificing children as well? It's all secrets. Remember, you said anything to do with secrecy, you don't get, a, you don't get into. Isn't that hypocritical? You wanted to be part of it, is it. Or is it because, like everything else, you got rejected and you're not part of the club because they see you're a complete and utter foolish idiot? Is it, is it? I shouldn't have really it, even brought you brought you up. Or is it <laughs> even... Just, is it even... Angry p- me lately because you talk so much rubbish, just like the thing you did with um, Vinnie Eastwood on your Freemason thing. All it was was regurgitation of crap that you found off the internet. You'd never once had a Freemason on to say, hey, I'm a Freemason, I've been sacrificing children, I'm... Putting straws in the back of the head and sucking the adrenochrome out—nothing like that. You just, oh, people—they're picking on me, and and they would work with me, and I'm not gonna go face Calvin out on his show because I'm not gonna give him ratings, and he's lacks the intellectual capacity. i happy to blah, go on blah, your blah, show. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Hang on <I'm> a minute, <laughs> Have you finished?
2: Like he uses he uses individualism to protect himself. He, he'll go and use individualism to, to protect himself from the the bad parts of his religion.
0: You're a grifter. Um, and, That's all you are. You're, you're, you're a rip off. You're a grifter, and you're taking brainwashed people's money.
2: For nothing. Who used to vote you're for a Labour? Thief. He even said that most of his supporters used to vote for Labour. So it's like they've gone from one cult to another.
0: Yep, yeah, it's cultism. That's
2: all it is. Look, Billy we're... TK is a cult. Billy T cult.
0: Mm. Hey, that's it. Billy T cult. Billy T koha, Billy T cult, doesn't matter. Anyway, yep, yeah, I think you're a fool. And I think you're a chicken livered shit. You won't come and face me on the show. I think you should, Billy. Come on. You, I've got my facts and evidence. You bring yours. And I guarantee by the time we're finished, you'll be left wanting. And we'll see who lacks the intellectual
2: capacity to stand against me. I'll even go on your show if you like, mate, your, your Vinnie Eastwood show. I'll, I'm quite happy to be set up by you guys and, and take it on. Oh, you'll know? crucify them. Yeah. Look, it's, it's fine they by me. They haven't got a unique idea between them. All we want is we want all the people who follow you to just think for themselves and, and, and try <laughs> to be better Everything around them as they go along. Right
0: about now, you're probably wondering what the hell has your rant got to do with environmentalism? Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Because the guy speaks so much crap that he's infecting the whole surroundings. So we've got to clean it up.
2: Yeah. And you guys, uh, the, the, the longer you cling to idols, actually, the, the, it is connected. This is, a, it this is why I say that everything is connected. Is. The longer people subscribe to idols that drive them astray, the longer you're not going to look inside yourself and make yourself for everything around you right. as long as you subscribe to idols you're not subscribing to strengthening yourself to be better for everything around you, yeah. you need to do that because we ain't going to solve the environment as long as there's one person out there subscribing to someone that's leading them to astray, which is what he does which is what Jacindra does it's all the same thing, if you have the same people supporting the same idols, maybe that's the problem
0: That's right, so Billy one more thing you want to keep um, talking rubbish about me without facts and evidence because you haven't been able to prove anything yet. It's all just circumspection. Then then do so. Just continue, and I'll drop the biggest bomb on your head, and I'll completely destroy you.
5: Not I'll a real character. one, no
0: way. Eh? Oh, no, because well, be, well, I'm already a white supremacist, terrorist, Mary <laughs> radical all that sort of stuff. Add that to the, the uh, New Zealand bomber. Who knows? But I'll, I'll, figuratively speaking, I'll drop the biggest bomb on your head, and I will destroy you. So keep going. Are you going to call my bluff? I'm hoping so. So anyway, it's an environmentally friendly, chat. Do you, do you feel better? I feel much better. That's good. Actually. It's always good to get those things out, mate. It is. Yeah. I could have just got it to your livey. Well, what am I going to do this Kelvin well, up? Look, I just can't be part of it, sisters and brothers. Oh, kia ora, such and such. Kia ora. Oh, thanks for that 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's
5: like. That's all it's like. i it.
0: You notice we don't ask you for anything. We don't say, okay, people, I really need this. No, we hey, make look, a- I've got a combination paid for. I've got this paid for. I mean, come on. We make our own How money. Everyone- yeah, Brad can be found on Facebook, an outspoken profile on Facebook. He's also got one of his own. You can also... Um, you can find
2: me on one of Billy T. Kahiga's lives.
0: Yeah, and me. But, anyway, it's not about me, it's about you. Um, motocom.com and uh, um, Brad Flutie, you'll find his articles, well... Yep. recommend or you medium. read those and don't forget wag the dog look at wag the dog and you'll see how some of these psychophants actually work sorry about the rant people but and I know I'm going to get crap for that from half of you you trolls but we got to the like point so anyway. fast
2: we got to have a rant yeah we, we got to have a rant and now we, we feel better
0: yeah we feel much better now yep thank you for that Billy mm,
2: thank you Billy yeah we love you so much
0: mm. yeah but we don't love you enough to give you life savings or, or donate to your crap Because we don't want to be part and parcel of brainwashing the youth of this world. No, we don't want to be a part of that. No, No, not at all. No, no. Right. So we've, um, well, we've covered off the fact that, yeah, the fact that environmentalism is a complete and utter crock. Fake. And the Green Party, don't ever vote for them again. So uh, thanks, Brad, for being my co host today. No problem, mate. Uh, sorry right for dra- social credit. Sorry to drag you into my little rant at the end there, but you got into it too. It's good. I did. We need to. Yeah. We've got to get old Damien on, Leon, and all them, yeah. and so we can just completely. We can just him.
2: rant away. Oh, rant
0: away. <laughs> we we might actually have a rant show. Yeah. We have a rant we might show. Might actually have a rant show, and yeah. it'll probably be the biggest
2: show. It'll just be like Lad Bible.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So anyway. Um, in keeping with our, our our normal thing, we're going to go out with, take down the CCP. And we told you before that the collapse is now underway in earnest. And we will keep our foot on the gas to take them out. Thanks again. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again in the next show. Cheers.
3: Watch and see, it's all started, everything's begun, and you are over, cause we're taking down the CCP.
0: They try to scare
3: the nation with the Longer, oh! Let the bullets fly a little longer. Mm-hmm. Let the fly a little longer. Oh! Let the We will not
5: take down the evil say, say,